DJ, we're on. DJ guys in the building. What up? This is DJ Silo. Yeet. 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 We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Um, this is philosophy. We think. We think. Philosophy to fall asleep too. We're changing the name, but yeah, uh, we're committed to it. Next semester will be a different name, probably. Yeah, probably. Different time. Different time. It's late, man. Yeah. It's late. But. My Sundays are rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wake up on Sundays after this show because you know I usually go home and it's like I'm sitting under fluorescent lights right now and you know I, I can't go home and go straight to bed so I mm-hmm. usually have to go home and like eat a snack after this. Yeah, that's what I do. Same thing. Yeah, shower and like hang out for a little bit, and then it's like four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I live farther than you, so imagine that. That's true. Yeah. That's, and you walk. Well, you usually scooter home, though, right? Yeah, I scooter home, yeah. Okay, that's that's not that's not terrible. Yeah, it's like five minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, really fast. Right. Hey, I was going down this hill, you know, like the hill, um, like when you, like, by the stadium, that big hill. Oh, right, 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 the like one that I hate. when you're turning down, no, 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 like when you're turning down to the, towards the stadium, like uh, from the street. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, bro, I was going like 21 miles per hour. That's thing. crazy. Yeah, it's yeah you can get flying, yeah. but it's it's the worst to go up. Yeah, it's the worst. You, you have to start pedaling, bro, right. my, my cap's strong. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Okay, that is one thing I've noticed is since I got, since I've got to UT uh, like a couple years ago, my thighs have gotten so much bigger just from biking all the time. Do my calves? Yeah. Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> I got boulders. <laughs> I had to, like, censor myself. That's why I stopped. Right, right, right. Um, good news? Good news? Bad news? What's the good news? Meeting with Kathleen Higgins this week. Monday. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, like, actually. She's going to hopefully be my thesis advisor. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Kathleen Higgins is in the... Uh, philosophy department at ut and she's very well renowned in existential philosophy yeah and, and continu- yeah, continu- yeah but really they, they kind of focus on existential though i just got i just got a, i just crushed a cookie in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, anyways they're kind of known for like their continental stuff but they focus more on like they seem to focus on sort Kind of Hegel, and then they go from like Nietzsche, then to like hardcore and the existentialist. Existentialist, yeah. Right, right, right. So that'd be good for my thesis. Yeah, yeah, that would really fit it. It's it's hard to find continental philosophers in the philosophy department here. Mm-hmm. I, I think is that is she the only one? Yeah. Besides Sohotra. Yeah, but Sohotra does like. That's like Marxism. A yeah, like, like yeah. it's like a pat like. That's like just an interest, and that really is like area right, expertise. Right, right. Like he knows a lot about it, but like area, ex- not yeah. area expertise. What's his area expertise? Biology. Yeah, philosophy. Philosoph- biology. Is it really? Yeah. That's interesting. Dude knows too much science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his laugh when he thinks something's really funny. Yeah. Awesome. Cool guy. Cool guy. Cool guy. Huh? Nah. Yeah. Well. Anyways. Yeah. Moving on. I'm moving on. Um. So what are we covering today? We're covering. Um, Angela Davis and Clyde R. Taylor's. These are two papers we've read this for this week. Right. Angela Davis' paper is about uh, racialized punishment and prison abolition. Yep. And um, Cl- Clyde R. Taylor's paper is about black cinema and aesthetics. Yep. Aesthetics. I love how you say is the middle initial, Clyde R. Taylor. Yeah, bro, it's there. It's yeah, there. it's good. Do, it's we, good. do we have a middle initial for Angela Davis? Well, oh, it, oh, yeah, it's Angela Y. Davis. Angela Y. That's kind of Speculation cool. on what the middle name is? Why? <laughs> Why? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, um, you want to cover Davis first? Yeah, might as well. Okay, so 
to get it started off, the, the paper's titled Racialized Punishment and Prison Abolition. Yeah. Um, this is mostly, what would you say, political philosophy? Yeah, social and political philosophy. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this paper. Or the, our boy Alex was saying, theory, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's this very important distinction between political philosophy and political, political theory. theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So this is a it's political theory. Yeah. And it's all social philosophy. Right. 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 Um, she starts off by talking about Foucault. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know more about Michel Foucault. Yeah, Michel Foucault. That's a French philosopher. I'm reading his history of sexuality right now. I haven't had time to finish it because the semester got crazy. But yeah, the semester's bad. Yeah, the semester is bad. But uh, he's a continental philosopher. He's in that, I guess, that area. Right. It, it should be known, these distinctions, like, if you're working within Europe, the continental philosophy, like, label is just, like, no, there's no need for it because you just live in Europe. So the, the distinction is only useful for, like, American. Really? Yeah. So like, if I go to, if I go to, like... Amsterdam and do my master's degree there. I'm just they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about, you crazy man?" Yeah, they wouldn't call it continental philosophy. That's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. it's like like UK and American thing. Mm. Um, okay, interesting. Um, we we had I think we had said at some point we were gonna do a continental versus analytic episode and we just we just never dropped did it. it. We dropped yeah. a lot of things actually. Yeah, that's risky inquiry. <laughs> that's risky um, inquiry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the vanishing paper. That's what we should call that. <laughs> vanishing paper. Rima Rima Basu's uh, risky inquiry. We. We encourage anybody to go read it who it's wants who wants to. It's a great paper. It's just didn't work out for us. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So she starts out this paper talking about Michel Foucault's disciplines and punishment, discipline mm-hmm. and punishments. Yeah. Uh, but he's crit- she's critiquing him. What? Kind of critiquing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she critiques him, but then she she says. Within his theory, there's room for race and right. gender in his theory of punishment. Right, right. I don't think it's a critique. I think she's just noting, like, oh, hey, he, he, didn't take he account. missed this. Yeah, he, he didn't take account. Yeah, account like, for like it. he, Foucault makes this this account of what prison prison and punishment is, mm-hmm. but he. I mean, I haven't read this, by the way. I've read the Davis paper. I haven't read punishment yeah. uh, or discipline and punishment by Foucault. But it, from what I gathered from this paper, he talks about the prison system, mm-hmm. but he just misses the race and gender aspect. Yeah, he doesn't really talk about it, right. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, when did he live? 60s. He okay, yeah. okay. He, so was he's, like, he was prominent in the 60s. It wasn't like a lack of exposure. Possibly, was it? I don't know. When he, uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's a French dude. Yeah. And... What is that? <laughs> what did that have to do? With? Well, like I guess, like like he like examines like Amsterdam and like France and right. stuff like that. And Davis Which is points, Davis points out like maybe within their countries, like they don't have to like yeah like yeah they don't have to talk about like like slavery because like, maybe it wasn't like you know that's funny though because and we'll get to this later in the paper, but Davis actually notes that. Amsterdam and this is particularly interesting. Oh yeah, now nowadays yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Particularly interesting to me because I'm considering going to school in Amsterdam is the Netherlands has similar incarceration percentages of mm-hmm. African Americans, a disparity between African Americans yeah, and, yeah. and white Americans, which is bizarre because they were the first. Uh, the in, well, I don't have the date. Where is it? Mm. Fifteen, fifteen ninety eight maybe. Do you see it at all? No. Ras Ras Poise. Rest Rest boys. Boys. Prison 
in Amsterdam? 1596. There it is. I saw it. Um, page one. Like, oh. like two-thirds oh, yeah, two yeah. down. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, prison got started in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, but then it moves over to America. And yeah. Well, I guess they're kind of, like, developing across... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, particularly, she talks at the outset of, uh, about Blackstone and Howard's principles of imprisonment. Apparently, these were two philosophers? I don't know, philosophers, maybe, like, or some people... Theorists. Like, yeah, theorists, or, like, someone that, like, had, like, yeah. rule, like, or, like, had, like, like certain rules or principles, right. how they were, like, like, treat people in prison or right, something right. like that, or how prison should I'm, work. I'm into, I meant to research this before the show, but I didn't get to... If you have any ideas uh, or you know what Blackstone and Howard's principles of imprisonment are, please uh, let us know. You can call in at 512-495-5879. You can also DM us on Instagram if you like at Philosophy We Think. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so the big point of her paper here in general is to talk about the institution of slavery s- slavery's aspects into the prison system of the u.s yeah u.s context like focus. yes yeah yeah, yeah. particularly we're focusing on prison in the u.s here because the the, the the development of slavery has a direct impact on the prison system yeah 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 um but she mentions at the outset four different types of four different types of incarceration systems that the u.s has used mm-hmm. uh, throughout history or, or not used but created i don't know yeah but uh, do you want to go over those four just real quick she doesn't explain them in yeah depth. she doesn't really go into like there's a re- there's a reservation system yeah which i guess is just like the, the um i, I would apply this i think this would apply to like native american yeah i think it applies to in indigenous people maybe like how like you know um the coloners stole their land and they gave them these like reservations coloners colonizers still their yeah. land there we go yeah. and like they gave them like reservations and right stuff like that. right and then uh, which i just want to know it's kind of interesting now that you say that 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 like confining a group to a piece of land yeah. and saying you can do what whatever you want here yeah even that is considered incarceration yeah i mean which is we, like I mean, oh res- like, reservations are ex- like there's you know, no a lot yeah of poverty yeah. no yeah. I, w- I would agree yeah. I, I mean obviously the statistics like yeah but it's just inter- it's, it seems like an expanded conception of what incarceration is than yeah. our just like colloquial knowledge of like yeah. oh yeah this is what incarceration is. Anyways, then um, there's um, slavery, which yeah. I think is like pretty self-explanatory. If it's not, then we'll that's what we're gonna get into. Yeah, this is what she really covers. Really, yeah. slavery. And that's what we're gonna talk about. The mission system, and that's just colonization, right? Like I guess mission trips and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I took this to be like uh, the sort of like like we need to go like puerto rico and hawaii like we need to spread the manifest destiny type yeah stuff. yeah that, that type of vibe yeah. she, did, she mentions the manifest destiny doesn't she i think at one point in passing yeah and then the term against world war ii that's that's straightforward during world war ii um we in uh, the u.s imprisoned um uh japanese americans yeah. um in internment camps um just because like their their ancestry or like yeah. some of their family and I family was... members were from for, um, from Japan or something like right, that right and then also it should be noted in Texas I wanted to mention this when you had this on here <laughs> in Texas this place called Crystal City and um, FDR had like a secret internment camp interesting and uh, it it uh, it in, in prisoned 
German, Italians, and Japanese people all in one. Oh, camp. interesting. Yeah, I was yeah. unaware of this. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I knew I knew you had told me about that before, but I was completely unaware of these. I read a whole book on it. That's why. Did you really? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, Train the Crystal City. Huh. If you're as like secret internment camp or something. Like that. Sweet. I mean, not sweet, but you but get you what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like a very interesting book. Okay, so going with that theme, so we're talking about particularly this uh, slavery type of incarceration. Mm-hmm. So returning to Foucault. Yeah. This, she has a lot of appreciation for Foucault. Yes, yeah, she does. She does in this paper. And I, I do too. Um, I don't know much about Foucault, but from what I've read from this paper, I, I do as well. There was a really good quote, though, on page two. I should point out, she says Foucault's, like, focused on disciplinary technology perfected in prison. Yeah. She said, David, like, that's what Davis said. You wouldn't agree with that? Oh, I, I have never, that's, like, something I haven't read by Foucault, so I, I'm going to take her word for it. Well, I think we can, I think we can, I mean, gather Yeah, because, that. like, Foucault's, like, not just going to talk about prison himself. He'll be like, schools are prisons. And, like, it's like a running meme or, like, right, like this right. is a prison. No, no, no yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. But I think we can gather that from from what we got in the paper in the sense of, Foucault talks about these two two different styles of prison. Yeah. Well, he talks about, he gives his definition, and then it seems there's, like, this expanded definition. Right, right, right. But what I'm talking particularly about is how he talks about prison being the perfect, prison as the deprivation of liberties, mm-hmm. as being the perfect, or he calls it the par excellence punishment in a society where liberty and freedom is the supreme good. Yeah. So in a yeah, so so in a society where liberties and uh, liberties and uh, well, I guess like liberties are like good or like uh, they're good and they're a foundation to yeah. the society. Yeah. But, um, he's saying it makes sense that like what it, I guess is there's a reason why like prison systems are are par excellence because he was he called it like he calls it now now Foucault's not pro prisons by the way I should say this. Um, he, he calls it, like, an egalitarian, like, uh, yeah. system. It's because, like, since, it's we're, e- since our society is, like, foundational liberty, when you go there, this is, like, like the only way to punish right. because, like, we can, like, give time and stuff right. like this. There's, like, a, yeah, so so he says it's kind of this this great equalizer in a in a capitalist society. So, mm-hmm. so he does refer to what we're going to get to in a minute, which he calls pre-capitalist punishment, which is yeah. just corporal punishment, just, like, yeah. sort of dungeons and and torture like medieval type stuff exactly um but he refers to this new form of imprisonment as as the perfect thing because it's not like money it's not like a fine where rich people get away from it and then poor people suffer it's like it's perfect because everybody has the same amount of liberty and freedom equally supposed to have well yeah 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 i I should yeah i should clarify that the idea is in theory Mm -hmm. everybody has in a free society the same amount of freedom Mm -hmm. now obviously in practice that's a problem yeah um but it is it it, it's a good it's a good reasoning system that he's using there you don't don't think that's no 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 yeah 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 um so, he also... It's self-evident. That's the thing. It's self-evident. Well, okay. It's, he, I, think, I think he says it seems as oh, yeah, self-evident. Oh, yeah. It seems... Yeah. His point is, like, it seems self-evident. Yeah. So, he takes this thing. He takes this idea of we have prison, which is the deprivation of liberties. And he's like... 
yeah, it seems like we can't get around it. We have to find a way to punish people. Like, we have to... We can't live without it. Yeah, we can't live without yeah. it. But also, we don't want it. Yeah, because also... Because this is where that liberty is the foundation of society comes in. Exactly. Right? Because, like... It's, a, it's like... He calls it egalitarian because, like, if like you break a law or something, everyone... Like, you, you lose time of your right. liberty and you, you're free. It's like, you served, you're, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, so... Going back to being free. Should I just read the whole quote, or do you want to continue? Do you want? Eh, I think we need to keep on moving yeah. in, in the spirit of time. Yeah. Um. But going back to what you're talking about, about about, you really had a good point there about going back out into the yeah into the world free, and that that is what Davis talks about as in theory. And you and I were talking about this before the show mm-hmm. how. In practice, this is like you question whether this ever ever really happened. But I w- I would say that in theory, it it could have happened. And even maybe like the very first prison yeah. in America or something like that was like in theory, this is the idea. But like, yeah, n- not in practice. D- define the idea, like what you're talking about. You haven't said like, like right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um. So she talks about two different systems. She talks about the Auburn the Auburn system of prison and the Philadelphia system, mainly the Quakers. Mm-hmm. Um. Which the Quakers are religious, and that's that's notable for the fact that the Quakers developed a system of imprisonment that wasn't based on, which she terms it shifts the locus of punishment, yeah. which means it's shifting from the body. You're not punishing the body anymore. Now you're punishing the soul. Oh, yeah. And the whole purpose of being in prison isn't to be corporally punished. It's to re-educate yourself or re-educate the person that's in prison what morally. Is it, what is it moral, moral penitence? Moral, moral penitence? Yeah, Pen- that, pen- yeah. Repentance? Yeah, repentance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's educating this person on, on morality, which is like problematic in itself yeah. because you're educating that person yeah. on, on your on yeah, your from, f- frame of morality. Yeah, and my whole question was like, because Foucault and both Foucault and Davis both work on the idea of like pres- pr- prison starts off as this idea of like a um, restorative type right. of thing. Yeah, and my question is like, I don't know if it ever really was. That. Okay, and okay, so I think you have a very good point. And now, now, so we were talking about this at the show, and I've kind of had a minute to mm-hmm. mull it over in my head, and oh, I got a I got a fuzzy in my in my. Uh, my mouth. Anyways, pl- <laughs> get away from me. too close to the mic. Don't cough on the mic. There you go. All right, we're good. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, I I think you have a great point, and I think this is um, this is where the race and gender aspect comes in. Mm-hmm. Is is so it's kind of interesting. She talks particularly about the architecture of of women's versus men's prisons at this time in the Quaker period. Yeah. And she talks about how women's prisons were set up differently. Like mm-hmm. architecturally they were built different to where you can tell that oh, is it, the 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 men's prisons which and, and this is assumed at this time to be white men mm-hmm. were were made for cultiv- quote unquote cultivating virtuous men whereas the women's prisons were designed to restore them to be good wives. Which is like yeah yeah I remember that dude that yeah was wicked. That yeah was wicked. it's interesting how I mean yeah I would like to get more explanation on the architecture of we should, like, what's we should backtrack just a little okay well one second let me finish yeah, I just finish had one thing box, I want to yeah. say there it's so so I think that lends itself to your point to where yeah. you say I don't think it ever was the purpose of prison especially in the Philadelphia Quaker system was to morally reeducate people and it's like 
yeah, it, well, we know it wasn't for all minorities and women. Yeah. It was only white men that it could have been in theory could for. Have, yeah. And and even that's questionable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you just makes point in like both. Yeah, that that all people suffer, suffer now under. from the implementation of the new system. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Backtrack just a little. So we talk about like the character. That prison seems to be like a, like this has a self evident like character because okay like, right seems like we can't even get around it yeah so I, I as I call it prison prison realism because it's just like book by Mark Fisher called capitalist realism okay and, um um like it's just thought you can't do it like you can't get around it there's no way like you could live without it but he, but he explained that he ex- seems to expand his theory of power when he when he goes and visits some country. After okay. a massacre of Foucault. And, he's, and he says, at the time... At the time of the creation of Auburn and Philadelphia prisons, which served as models with very little change until now for great machines of incarceration, it was believed that something indeed was produced. Virtuous men... Like, virtuous men... Virtuous is in scare quotes. Now we know... And the, oh, yes, yes, this was good. And the administration is perfectly aware that there is no such thing... That no such thing is produced. That nothing at all is produced. That it is a question simply of great sleight of hand, a curious mechanism of circular elimination. Society eliminates by sending to prison people whom prison breaks up, crushes, and physically eliminates. The prison eliminates them by freeing. And this, yeah, this scare, was scare, scare quotes again, them and sending them back to society. The state in which they come out ensures that society will eliminate them, eliminate them once again, sending them to prison. Yeah. Uh, Antica is a machine for elimination, a form of potteous stomach. I think I think that's yeah, that's, that's good. good. Right there. Yeah, I, I think the the really important part to take out of that quote is when he says, "The purpose of prison is to eliminate politically dissident populations, eliminate them well, by freeing them." Yeah, that, that, well, that's Davis is like explaining what's happening. Right, right, yeah, right. But she's but she's explaining what Foucault's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's that's, spot on. She's the, spot on. Yeah. And and this eliminate them by freeing them is exactly what we were talking about and earlier, where it's this implementation of your moral system. The Quakers say, mm-hmm. our moral system is freeing, and you're going to follow that. And then, and, then we, and then once you get out, you're, quote-unquote, in square yeah, you're, quotes, yeah, free. You're, quote-unquote, free. But the interesting thing is, Foucault says, the state in which they come out ensures that society will eliminate them, eliminate them once again. So, that, so when you get out, the state, like, lets you know, we'll do this again. Yeah, exactly, And exactly. we'll break you again. yeah. It's yeah. it's 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 a, uh, it's the same sort of like burn and turn preaching that we see in like uh, early American literature. Like yeah. you read like your poem stuff, and it's like, you must do this or you will go to hell. And it's like, ooh, I don't want to go to hell. I'm gonna follow God. Yeah. But it's it's like you can never. Then it's like coerced belief, and it's not genuine belief. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. You're mm-hmm. seeing you're seeing the state say. Mm. You do, do you ever want to experience that again? And it's like, well, no. Yeah. And it's like, then don't do it again. And, be and be free. The, this is the part of, like, where, where Davis is like, see, this is where, like, Foucault's, like, initial theory of power, like, misses the point. But this right here, yeah, this, this is, is where he, ma- he makes room for race and gender. Because what you say? It, it like, uh, eliminates politically dissident. Politically dissident and racialized populations. That's what she says. Yeah. That that's the purpose of... Yeah, and then things. from here, she kind of... She kind of builds her own system it's kind of Foucauldian but like she points out we gotta like use a different genealogy right. which is like a you know Nietzsche word right. Yeah. right 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 and she yeah so um 
I thought a really good quote, one last quote to sort of wrap up this section, and then we'll, we may need to go to break. Yeah, we need to go to break. Um, I know, it's early. I think we may only have time to get through this paper. It's fine. Yeah. We can cover the, this, this other one next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're kind of busy, like next week. Yeah, busy. I know, man. Classes are, classes are a whip right now. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So this is a really good quote to sort of tie this up where she says the deprivation of white freedom referring to this philadelphia system where Mm -hmm. it's saying we're going to deprive you of your freedoms in order to morally re-educate you to put you back out in the world to be quote-unquote free Mm -hmm. the deprivation of white freedom tended to affirm the whiteness of democratic rights and liberties so you as a white man have the ability to be re-educated under this system but all of these other minorities, they don't have the ability. Yeah, so like and me, so if me and Payton go to prison, there's this chance that yeah, we can be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, it's, I mean, we should know this is wrong. This is totally wrong. Like, what do you mean? All of this, all of this system is just like. Oh, the, the prison system? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prison system. Yeah. We should stuff. know. We should, I don't know if we noted that. Like, yeah, we don't agree with any of this. I'm actually quite radical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quite literally radical. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so so I think she makes a very good point there where she says that even the even imprisoning even having a different imprisonment system for white people affirms their the this racist view of of being uh of of uh under this system white people having liberties or whatever and and mm-hmm. minorities not. Ooh. We go to break and then we can pick up about the Thirteenth Amendment because yeah, because that because this flows perfect. Flows into it. perfect. No, yeah. the, the transition. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, um, we are gonna head to break, and you guys chill out, get yourself a little snack, come back if you're not asleep yet, and what we're gonna do is talk about the Thirteenth Amendment and how the Thirteenth Amendment uh, through this, I don't know if you want to call it theoretical prison system into a loop. Mm-hmm. But it was very problematic. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll be back. Bro, we good? Yeah, we good. Bro, I think we're good, bro. Like, I, I wasn't even looking at this, bro. We're just, like, ripping off the cup. Dude, we're good, bro. We're good, bro. <laughs> we're good. Oh, we're actually, like, not bad at this now. Yeah. Uh, bro, I like this sound. Oh, what page is the 13th Amendment on? Uh, yeah. 363? Oh, yeah. Hey, when you come back, pick up, like, go over that, like, the, that, that, that white, the white thing about liberties and white people again. Right. And then I'll, like, go right into the Dude, I feel comfortable, like, I think this makes us better at philosophy, I'm gonna be honest. I would agree. 
Oh, that was hard. I love this song, bro. Yeah, I agree. You put this on Insta? We're on live, baby. Are we on? Are we on Insta live? Yeah, we're on live, baby. No. <laughs> that's right, you can save these and you can post them. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we, we're doing good, bro. Yeah, we're doing good. Except for you going. <laughs> the whole show, bro. Every time I did that, I was just looking at you like, "Is it loud? Is it loud?" Literally, <laughs> it was so loud. <laughs> oh, man. step by step. Hey, Uday. That's all right. I ain't tripping. Like this semester was perfect practice. You know what I'm saying? I'm very confused where this ad's coming from. There we go. I was very confused as to where this ad was coming from. What about, what about free speech? Ah. What about free speech? That's not the point. You've given this place a bad name. I've got my position to think of. Yeah, no one's hey, hey, we're, we're Hey, 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 Bro, we're good. Now. I'm telling you from the hate level that we Last hour. Bro, we'll cover this next week. Yeah. Tune in to if we get to it, we get to it. Every Sunday night, 10 o'clock. This is 91.7 KVR. You can also listen to local live. That's the word! Stream at kvrx.org. We did waste a little bit of time in the beginning. We just yeah, kind of chilling. That's fine. We were just vibing. Yeah. All right, we're back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hey, listen, um, listen. what? What's up? We got an Instagram live and like, do none of our followers actually like us? Uh, nah, they like us. They like us. Uh, before the break, you guys heard "Step by Step" by Aute. That is E U T in English. That was a Dutch song, actually. Because oh, you're doing Dutch, bro. No, I picked that. Well, yes, I am doing Dutch right now, but I picked that particularly because we are. Um, talking about prison abolition today and prison 
as we know it in the modern system started in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So I picked a little Dutch song. I thought it'd be, thought it'd be quirky. I don't know. Oh, I just got <laughs> smacked in the face with the mic. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, you go, you, you get hit, you go, ooh. <laughs> you good, bro? Uh, you good? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm safe. All right, um, bro. Anyways, Where's so. Boy? Is there a boy bowling up? I don't know. You know, that's a good point. So, it's fall back, right? It's because it's fall. So, we're losing an hour. So. I'm so confused on how time works. Do we have a two-hour show tonight? Dude, I don't know how time works. I'm dumb. Know. No, you're not dumb. Yeah. DJ Geist, you're smart. Yeah, thank you. Man. You're smart. You're smart. Oh, uh, my friend, my friend Grace works at app, does the Afterglow stuff. She has an article on Taylor Swift's album, like a Taylor Swift album. Okay. Album review. Go okay. Go read it. No, don't go. Go read it if you feel like it. Oh yeah, go, go read, read it. it if you feel like it. No some, pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Something about FCC or something like that. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Anyways, that is good though. It yeah. Is. Okay. Back to what we were talking about before the break. Uh, Short recap. This is yeah. This is philosophy. We think. We think. Um, DJ Silo, DJ Geist. We were talking before the break about this prison, bro. <laughs> <laughs> about this uh, prison system um, that was particularly created in Philadelphia by the Quakers. Yes, by the Quakers, where it was particularly for white men, and it was it was about moral reeducation. And there was this inherent racism in the system because this this assumed that, uh, be it African-American, be it any other minority, didn't have the proper soul to be re-educated, which is an absurd argument, but yeah. it, is, it is the argument that they were making. Um, then we get the 13th Amendment. Yeah. And the 13th Amendment really kind of screws stuff up. So this is important especially for the context in, of the U.S. system. The prison right. system as we know it now, the, like the, the prison industrial complex, didn't exist like as it does now, but like before right? Before the Civil War. Like it did, there right. was jails and stuff, but there was no like mass... Incarceration. There was like, yeah. there was no like mass building the whole people. Yeah, there was none of this. Um, right. So the, the 13th Amendment like changes this. Yeah, it, and so we should read the wording first and then explain how it changes it. Oh, does she actually... Oh, she direct quotes the 13th I'm, Amendment. I'm pretty sure. It yeah, she does. On, I got it. Let me read the yeah, yeah, yeah. direct quote. Yeah. So this is basically the 13th Amendment. It says, Neither slavery, slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. That's the, that's the 13th Amendment. So what this does is it actively gets rid of like, so it get it gets rid of this the, the slavery system or like I guess like plantations or like it makes all like owning slaves and having plantations illegal, but then right. at the same time, established slavery is legal. Right, right. right. Why would you look at me like that? That's Sorry, right. I I was, I apologize. I was looking at the chat to oh. see if we had a two hour show tonight. Let me let me turn my phone off. We gained an hour though. My mom said you're dumb. We gained an hour. Yeah, we gained an hour. With daylight saving time, like this, you gain an hour. You don't lose an hour. Like it goes. No, no, no. I know we're not losing an hour, but we're going back in time, right? I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> anyways, off topic. Okay, yeah, off topic. Say what you said again. Sorry. So, so the Thirteenth Amendment actively abolishes the system of slavery as we understand it. So right. Like plantations and in a like a in servitude in the north. Involuntary servitude. Involuntary yeah. servitude in the north, and then it makes it legal. 
Right. So abolishing it, it. It makes it legal, legal with the wording because of that very specific phrase, which what page is this on? 363? Yeah. That very specific wording where it says... Except as punishment for exactly, crime. Exactly, exactly. So slavery, slavery nor involuntary servitude shall be allowed except as punishment for crime. So, and this punishment for crime connection comes in big yeah. later, and we'll talk about so that. So the 13th Amendment just essentially, sets up, essentially makes a loophole. It says... Slavery is legal as long as someone commits a crime. Yeah. And Angela Davis notes how bizarre this wording is because she says, that's funny. Slavery was never mentioned in the Constitution, yeah, never, never in the Bill of Rights. It was never in, in any U.S. document up until the 13th well, Amendment. Well, never directly. It was, it was never, right. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. That's her point, though. Yeah. Is she saying it, was, it wasn't allowed until now. Yeah. So, which was yeah. weird. It's okay. so weird. So... so yeah, yeah, I'm going to read what she says after that because this is just captures. Thus, the abolition of slavery thus corresponded to the authorization of slavery as punishment. Yep, yep. And that's, that's her, her big argument is mm-hmm. this 13th Amendment ingrained the authorization of slavery as punishment into the American prison system. Yes. Um, and this is what she's going to say in a minute, which we'll talk about, is the problem with modern modern like prison abolition is they don't address this inherent feature of the prison system yeah she they, she wants to point out like modern nowadays prison ab- or modern abolitionists um treat racism as contingent when it's inherent. right it's inherent yeah yeah she, so yeah um all right but what she wants oh go ahead no you got it yeah uh, so i thought this was bizarre and this may not be totally relevant to the argument but i did i I didn't know this, and this was just bizarre to me. What? Um, so there were these things developed called the Black Codes, apparently. Bro, wait, you didn't know what the... Like, they were, like, big... No, 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 I knew what, I knew what this was, but I Oh, how I didn't, she described it. Yes, I did, well, I didn't know that it, uh... I didn't know that at the time there weren't prisons in the Reconstruction period in mm-hmm. the South. This part I didn't know. I just figured it was like, oh, yeah, they, they, they created horribly unjust laws, like... Yeah, there was an example of the Mississippi, um, the Mississippi Code, which mm-hmm. states, listen to the vagueness. So in legal philosophy, a big problem, or in le- legal, in law, yeah. there's always a problem of vagueness, of always. like, how can a lawyer or a judge interpret this? Listen to this law. This is a direct, direct quote from the Mississippi Code in, it doesn't give a year, but. Um, it's like post-Reconstruction, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably like 1870s, roughly. Uh, As anyone who was guilty of theft had run away from a job, was drunk, wanton in conduct or speech. Okay, what does that mean? (laughs) Had neglected job or family, handled money carelessly. Again, what does that mean? And here's here's the worst part. And all other idle or disorderly persons. I mean, come on. That's just setting. That's just setting. So yeah, it, it's particularly targeting formerly enslaved people. It's exactly. Targeting, yeah. And it's like wild that this was allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, this was a banger right here. I shouldn't say that. This was really good. What she said, the because we when we like talking about the Quaker system, how like was refer, like reaffirming liberties. Mm-hmm. She says the incarceration of former slaves serves not so much to affirm the rights and liberties of of the freedmen and women. That is as rights and liberties which they could be deprived, yep. nor to di- discipline. In the Foucauldian sense, a potential labor force, rather it symbolically emphasized 
black people's social status contained to be that of slaves. Yeah. Even though the institution of slavery had been de-established. Yeah. So the 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 13th amendment is reaffirms uh is 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 a reaffirming mm-hmm. a um the social status of black people and then with black codes and the constant yeah, policing exactly. just constantly. Yeah. Which is like so problematic. Yeah. Um but this this was the other part that I didn't know. I didn't know that they didn't have prisons in the South at this time. You didn't know that? So, no. I told you, you should watch the documentary 13. It's good. Yeah, I know. You told me to watch it before this, and I should have. Um, but but they they were just sending these people that they arrested based on these totally arbi- arbitrary... Fallacious? Fallacious. Fallacious. Yeah. Like fallacy? Yeah. Right? Fallacious, yeah. yeah. These totally erroneous arguments and, mm. and laws that they put into place, they were using this and then they were just sending the people that they arrested back to the plantations. Um, I'm on page three. Top okay. of page three here. Okay. And that's, uh, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So it just reinforces the system and, and she creates, a, it, she creates uh, a good point that it takes, the, it takes the power that was at one point in the hands of the the person that was... The people that... Own, like, the, the people that... Own, uh, the enslaved people. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the power of those people that controlled them and puts it in the hands of the state, which is, like, even more dark. It's even... Because now the mm-hmm. state is the one that's arresting these people and then sending them to the plantations. Yeah. And so it's like, now you can't get away yeah. from it. It creates an even more dark it, situation. It, yeah, because, um, I mean... It's important to mention also convict leasing. Which was essentially... Yeah, I didn't understand this concept. Explain it to me. So, convict leasing is like, there wasn't really, like, a lot of, like, prisons and stuff like this, and there really wasn't prison systems. So, they, what they did, these black codes, were specifically, they were specifically made to, to target um, formerly enslaved people, mm-hmm. and they would send them um, back to, um, um, basically, like, plantations. Or right, that, right. Or what used to be a plantation. So, it's in... I mean, know, I don't even think it's... I don't even think we can qualify this as what used to be a plantation. You just yeah. say it is. Yeah, still. yeah. Well, like legally, like it couldn't. It wasn't no more, and it, you know. Yeah, what but I mean? yeah. N- yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, so they'd send them back to these uh, these these farms or these plantations to work again, basically. Right. That's yeah. what convict leasing was. They wouldn't be in prison. They had to be back. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I think uh, encapsulated in this was the really dark like sort of logic that the south used oh yeah you, was he, he wrote out logically like a logic nerd <laughs> but it like it like it, it, it like very captures very simply what like the the south of the logic yeah. of the south was yeah. which is like very like in, uh, it's, it's fallacious yeah yeah um so essentially the idea was the the south thought because slaves or ex-slaves at this point in, yeah enslaved people yeah, yeah. Former enslaved people. Yes, for, formerly enslaved people were subjected to slavery. They deserved it. And I think this goes a little bit with determinism that we've talked about in the past. There's some hint of determinism. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Of, like, if you you get, you get what you deserve, like some Puritan, like what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode with, yeah. like, you need to turn to God or you'll go to hell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone, so, so essentially they're saying these formerly enslaved people, because they were subjected to slavery, they deserved it. And someone who deserved to be enslaved was a criminal, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the Thirteenth Amendment. Amendment. So therefore, these formerly enslaved people are criminals, mm-hmm. which is like circular yeah. reasoning. But yeah, yeah, circular reasoning. This, and this clarifying, and this is the logic of the, the South. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, here's where we get into the big argument. So she kind of shifts. So she, she says, that's the history. Mm-hmm. And then she says, let's talk about modern abolition theory. Mm-hmm. And, what's up? Do you, th- do you think we need to address, like, the development of, like, how, like, um, slavery was, like, developing alongside the prison system and how, like, the, the, well, basically, so slavery and the prison system were kind of developing alongside each other, as she points out, I think. And then uh, the corporal punishment is, like, slavery would be worked into the prison system, basically. Yeah. I think you did enough to cover it there. Okay, yeah. I mean, do you, do you want to go over it? No, no, no. I think, yeah. I, th- I mean, that's the... It I, was. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, 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 I don't think... It's not, like, a hard concept. The physical... Simp- yeah. The yeah. physical punishment aspect was worked into that. Yeah, she points out, in ni- as late as 1940 in Texas, um, some prisons still... Yeah, that was crazy. They still use... The, the whip, yeah. Yeah, they still use, bo- like bodily pun physical punishment yeah uh in the 1940s okay so then she shifts she mm-hmm. says okay so now we have all of this i've she's basically it's she says it without saying it she says i've explained my point you can now see that that slavery and racism is inherent within the modern u.s prison system yeah now let's talk about what is wrong with modern abolition theorists and why we need to uh, abolish the system and what is a better... I think she's providing an argument for a she's, better grounds to argue for ab- abolishing yeah, prisons. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's making an argument for for why we should have abolition. She doesn't yeah. get into what abolition necessarily looks like because yeah. that, that's not the, the purpose of this paper. Right, exactly, exactly. But that's. I think what she's saying is she's looking at modern abolition theory and saying this is what you guys are going after and like you're attacking it the wrong way like there's a better way to attack it and this is a better ground to stand on so we should we should know what we should know what modern abolition theories argue for Mm -hmm. and this you know she she says that these abolition theories argue from the european virtue creation framework which is what we were talking about this virtue creation of yeah um, like you, you, you get sent to prison, and then at, when you get freed, you're, you're a virtuous, person, right? Quote unquote right. virtuous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And inherent within the system is this direct connection between crime and punishment. Yeah, but she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And she, she gives, and this was really. Wait, wait, I gotta find it. You, you know, go, 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 go. right? You, you know, logical me was like, duh, like obviously th- this makes sense. So she gives a statistic at one point. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find it. Here we go. So this is a direct quote where she says, only three persons are incarcerated in prisons or jails for every 100 crimes committed. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then she goes on later to say that every one in three young african-american males are incarcerated Mm -hmm. so her point which is this is again a direct quote a major theoretical uh change that needs to be made is to disarticulate crime and punishment we need to disarticulate this this link that we have and that i mean it's obvious there yeah if you do a crime you only are three percent likely to be incarcerated whereas if you're an african-american male and you're young you're 33 percent likely to be incarcerated so uh, like Plain and simple. Punishment and crime are not. Punishment and crime are less linked are together. Crime and punishment. Crime, crime and punishment. punishment yeah. yeah, crime and punishment are less linked together yeah. than your your race and punishment, and that is what she says. Hey, abolition theorists who are saying, 
we need to do this, this, and this. And, and she's like, you're attacking it from the wrong way. It's plain and simple. It's right here. Yeah. You should be more scared under the current system if you, by, by the color of your skin, than doing a crime, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And therefore, yeah. we, should, we should abolish the prison system. And, and that just, like, this is where she destroys, like, oh, racism's contingent. She's like, nope. It's no, not, it's inherent. It's inherent. Yeah, it's, like, it's more inherent than, than the, uh, the aspect of crime. Yeah, let, let, let me uh, read this quote real yeah. quick. Yeah, let me hear it. Um, so the, this is from the Institute for Social Research. Um, shout out to the New School. Um, um, so, necessary to strip from a social institution of punishment it, its ideological veils and, and juristic appearance and to describe, describe it in its relationship. The bond, transparent or not, that that is supposed to exist between crime and punishment punishment prevents any sight into the in- independent significance of the history of penal systems. Yep. It must be broken. Punishment is neither a simple consequence of crime, nor the reverse side of crime, nor a means which is determined by the end to be achieved. Punishment must be understood as a social phenomenon mm-hmm. free from both its jur- juristic co- concept and its social ends. Yep. We do not deny the punishment as, as specific ends, but we do deny that it can be understood from its ends alone. Yep. And she, she, she says this is good and all, but like you gotta remember, Angela Davis. Well, you probably don't. She's like, like you know, intersectionality is her thing. So it's like, uh, the, the intersectionality is this, this view that you need to take into account of like how like class, sex, and race all like coincide and, okay. and, and like interplay with each other in the, right for oppression, for purposes of oppression. Right, right. She says, um, while academic and popular discourses assume a necessary conjunction between common crime and punishment. It is the conjunction between race, class, and punishment that is the most consistent. So she wants she she said you need to take count in race, class, yeah, and a sex, and is what leads to punishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she's being inter- intersectionality. She's like a sex. She's the second wave feminist. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. That was really good. Um, yeah. we've got like five minutes left here. Is there a boy here? Is there I don't know. Here? I don't see him. But I think I mean we have another hour worth of material. Yeah. So if if he's not here, then we, we just go. We just go. Okay, we just right. well we so we may be back on. Yeah. Uh oh nope he's here there he's he is here. oh okay. there he is all right so then in that case we're gonna get off um yeah. but I made that clear right she's saying no you did you got to take account of race class yeah sex when it comes it to incarceration the connection of incarceration and punishment because crime and punishment doesn't connect yeah these, these these and the fact that these morally should not connect yeah you shouldn't be punished for your race class and and sex Mm -hmm. and therefore we should uh, abolish the prisons yeah yeah i think that's that's the conclusion for this yeah yeah that's the conclusion for this episode yeah um we really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight uh this is dj silo signing off for the night dj guys signing off we hope you guys get some great sleep uh and you can always DM us questions if you didn't understand anything at yeah. Philosophy We Think. I do read them quotes kind of fast. Yeah. <laughs> you do. All right, guys. Have a great night. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the Discord. I was, like, looking at it. It was, like, an hour. Cause I, it was, like, right at one, and I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We thought the same thing. We were like, are we a two-hour show tonight? Like, yeah, that's exactly what I was asking. But, no, I because there's only one show after me. Okay. So I was just like, hey, because um, people in staff were just like, hey, like we want y'all to get enough sleep. So I was like, all right, do you care if we just...
basically just act like daylight savings doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's what we're gonna do. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. You want me to load your ads real quick? Yes, please, yes, please. Is the mask fixed or? No, it's no, we didn't even get to record our show. Okay, so I can't do. So, like,